Hello? Hello, is this working? I, I've just constructed this new sending stone. Um, I had a dream last night that uh, these powerful beings were responsible for all of our success and that in order to continue that success, I must thank them. So here it goes. Uh, thank you to Michelle Scott, Chelsea Deb Hilke, and Cheryl Nash. And thank you as well to Heather Baird, David Forsey, and Noreen Elizabeth. Thank you to Michelle B., Olga Krasik, and Jason Campbell. Uh, thank you as well to Michael Pollard, Mike Hammond, Chris Walsh, and Mary Rain. Uh, may you continue to uh, smile down upon us uh, benevolently and share your awesome, terrifying powers with us. Hello, it's Yuri Ditchdigger, leader of the Caravan of Wonders. I bet you've got all sorts of questions about me and my real man of mystery. So let's play two truths and a lie. I have a magic tooth that glows in the presence of orcs. I once won a Be a King for a Day contest and messed up so bad they blew up the town I was in. And I once took a dump in Fantasy Denny's so vile that I was banned for life. Send your guesses for which one is the lie to my Twitter. They're letting me take over at Wonder and Blunder every once in a while, so I'll see it if you send it there. The party moved into a cursed forest called the Rotten Pines to get a bit of breathing room from Lily of the Raven Hag. They're trying to find their way out of the forest and thought a good way to do that might be to talk to the person who cursed it in the first place. They were wrong! Gelra thought they were trying to steal away her son, just as her ex-husband tried to do an extremely long time ago. There was a short confrontation during which Gelra exposed Rowan, Star, and Valen to what they wanted most, and who was looking for them the most. After seeing this, she was convinced that the world was a different place than when she first left it, and decided that their intentions were good. So good, in fact, that she handed over stewardship to young old Fezric, to the party, and then dissolved into sand. But not before giving them a mysterious compass, and telling them to use it on Fezric, and that if they should find his father, that they should kill him on sight. A request which they gave a soft yes to. That's it, that's all, that's all there is. Let's get back to it on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. So you are currently outside the burning cabin with Bezric and five and, or four and three quarter woads. <laughs> I told you you shouldn't be looking in windows when you are not invited to. Star moves closer to the fire to warm up. Yeah, and Fezric is just kind of standing there, slack-jawed. He has the little jar with the sand remains of his mother in his hands. All the woads are also sort of standing there, just staring at the cabin as it slowly catches more and more on fire. You can feel the heat, yeah, warming you up in this wet cold of the clearing. Do you um, uh, think the curse is broken? Well, if it isn't, we certainly seem to have a device that should work to help us navigate, sort of pointing at the compass. Well, I guess I was just thinking if it's broken, then uh, maybe we shouldn't be here anymore. Yes, mm. if it is not protected. That's a very good point. Is my detect magic still up? Yeah, so I, I would say, it, like, in stepping outside, it, it would still be sort of just, just about to end, and you would see that same floating sort of ethereal old magic over the forest. It doesn't look like it's changed. It appears to still be operating. Uh, in, in any case, uh, 
I, I would feel more comfortable um, returning to Diglin and, and the others. They will not be happy we have another mouth to feed. Or four mouths to feed. Do they eat? Uh, Bree says, pointing at the woads. Uh, and Fezzer kind of shakes his head and looks back at you, and uh, the, the woads all turn as well. And he says, oh, not that I've ever seen. Oh, well, that is handy. And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't eat much either. I, I, you know, I survive on a few mushrooms, maybe some moss. Uh, you know, really, uh, I'll eat what you give me, you know. Oh. I, hey. I'll try not to be too underfoot. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll only speak when spoken to. Hey, is it possible to turn them back into humans? Seems a little... I mean, given that they're cursed and all, it seems a little unfair. Oh, they were. Would you guys like that tonight? Like, Star looks at the woats, and they all they all start nodding. And Fezzer kind of says, "Well, they were very dead immediately before becoming woats. Actually, a lot of their um, bones and nasty type of things were were used by my mother to cast this curse." So, um, and he kind of turns back to the woats and just shrugs. Maybe I. Maybe I could do something to help. And they nod again. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Benjamin, why don't you give it a shot? And Okay. Um, and Ben, like, I think he rescued some of the books he'd brought He's, he, uh, out of the burning cabin before we left, so he kind of puts those down and walks over to a woad and places a hand on it and closes his eyes, and uh, nothing happens. <laughs> okay. Did it work? Uh, I don't... Think so I can't. And like Ben kind of uh, looks down. It's like I don't think it. I don't think I can do it now. Perhaps with some rest. Um, I'll look at the woods. Would you like to accompany us? Return with us back to our cottage. And then they all start talking to each other, and Bezric kind of sort of interrupting them every once in a while with just like, "Oh, let us go!" Uh, you dickhead. What an asshole! <laughs> and Fezric. you can, or you can understand that, Rowan. Uh, he's saying it in Sylvan. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and the others are just saying they're discussing whether or not they should go. They're all kind of like, "Well, we're free now, right? We can go wherever we want. She can't make us come back." And one of them's like, "Right, but if we go out into the forest, we're going to get lost." And then another one says, "Yes, but if we go with Fezric, then we're stuck with Fezric." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's he's just like nodding knowingly at them while they talk. Uh, stupid idiot! Wow, how could you be so dumb? Hmm. Oh, uh, they're they're just discussing. I'm trying to give them my input. I learned it from listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> and they all like as you start talking to them, they all just rush up to you and are like, "Oh my God, you can understand us." <laughs> <laughs> it has been so long since we've talked to anybody else except for Fezric. He doesn't know a word that we're saying. For God's sake, we're trapped here. Yes, yes, we'll come with you, obviously, if you'll let us go afterwards. We can we, we can start new lives. As far as I know, we're immortal. We can do whatever we want. Just please let us go. We have served our time. We were wrong before, and we've realized that over the time that we've been here. We were terrible, evil, greedy men. We get it. We had our hearts torn out. We do not need to stay here any longer. The fa fantasy parole board? <laughs> Well, if we are uh, all ready, maybe we then, can uh, walk and talk. Yes, yes, please. I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, what what your cabin looks like and uh, what your clearing is like. It's a, a whole new world out there for me now. Yeah, it's really cool. Our cabin is a is a queen mimic, and it lays baby mimics into into caves and dungeons. But we're safe inside it because we feed it like elk 
and deer, pieces of deer, and some pieces of wolf. And we'll probably actually, we should be feeding it that giant. Stars just starts walking towards the rope, like, yes, 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 yes. We'll all, we'll all see what the mimic looks like. <laughs> so, I'm yeah, getting Fezric cold as hell out here. Fezric follows after you, and as you start moving your way down the rope back into the forest, he kind of pauses at the end and, like, casts another glance back at the cabin as the woads just bustle past him. They're trying to stay up close to the front. They're eager to get out of the clearing. And then he steps in after you. Again, you're surrounded by the trees brushing up against you. And then within a few steps, you follow the rope back out into your clearing, seeing the familiar wall around the outside of the cabin uh, with just the tops of the caravan peeking up over it on the other side. Well, I hope that forest fire gets lost in the forest and does not follow us here. <laughs> I suspect we will find out. <laughs> and Fe Fezric comes through and he's like, wow, this is really amazing. You have a little bit more space than we do and so many more land features. I'm, I'm terrified, to be honest. I, uh, I have no idea what to expect. Well, as a first step, you might enjoy stepping inside the cabin and uh, you will find we have quite a few more books than just those that we carried with us. Oh, goodness. Yes, yes. Okay, show me. Oh, quickly. Now, just this way. Yeah, I'm going to head over, I guess, to the giant, and, and that's probably starting to smell yeah. a little. So, <laughs> and just yeah. work on getting him some bones, maybe something staff-sized that he can use. Yeah, he's he's just awestruck by this huge giant. The woads as well are going over and kind of, like, poking at it. Ben runs over to wherever he finds Yuri and Garlic, I guess, and just immediately begins talking uh, Yuri's ear off, telling him everything that happened. He's, like, working away and sees you coming and puts it down and sort of sits ready to hear the entire story garlic comes yipping out of the back and you can see like Bido is has is up on top of the caravan next to his little ballista covered in furs and he kind of peeks out sleepily at you it's still the middle of the day this ballista is it in my bed uh no so uh, you have a bed on top of the back caravan oh this is on the front caravan. and the ballista is on the front one okay. yeah i just had that realization and i was like Bido, you son of a <laughs> <laughs> Phelan sort of glanced over to see if Star is, is, is within eyeshot as well. It's, did you have an experience similar to mine? I, I may need some more time to, to, to fully process it, but it, it, was, it was in some ways illuminating. You see Star's like, eyes like, kind of shoot to the left and right, and he's like, What? Uh, no, no. Uh, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I just uh, threw the dagger and that's it. And he's like clearly kind of not being forthcoming. No, you know, I, I to be honest, after you two got uh, hauled away, I just kept walking straight uh, straight for her, and then uh, yeah, I reached her. I, next thing I know, I bumped into you, and then uh, immediately he's like, "If you'll excuse me, uh, sky, uh, sky, uh, uh, dust," and just immediately is like trying to look for well, family. Well, th thank you, Star. I'm, I'm grateful you were there. Y yes, no, no, no worries. I I hope you didn't. Uh, See painful things. Yes and no. <laughs> yes, yes and no. Well, we should uh, we should determine what our, our our next course of action is. Uh, I think yeah. Now in the background, Ben has run over to Dust and is telling Dust everything that happened. <laughs> yeah, D Dust like ran out to uh, find Star once everybody started coming in and seeing that they were having what he would classify as an adult conversation is like waiting by the door for it to be over. So you'd be able to intercept him before Star turned around. Bree, I guess, is okay. over with the, the Wodes. You can see telling the story of the giant battle to them in a similar storytelling fashion, uh, excitedly. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can see them 
looking at each other. They are also talking while you're talking and every once in a while turning and nodding at you and then continuing to talk amongst each other. I think Bria is really taking a shining to their uh, interest in storytelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like not knowing at all what they think about any of it. It's just like, oh, well, nobody listens. <laughs> Where's uh, Diglin? Has anyone seen her? Yeah, Yuri says, oh, she's just, uh, she's inside. She's in planning mode. She doesn't really want to chat. Uh, she might want to talk to you all more than she wants to talk to me. Then um, uh, let us all head inside. Uh, yeah, so you uh, step inside. You see inside of the house is now completely turned over. So the books have all been just pushed to all of the edges of the room, uh, trying to create as much room in the center as possible. The big armchair has been like tipped over on top of a bunch of books. And Diglin just has a bunch of these wooden cards laid out on the ground uh and you can see her like rubbing her hands over them and as you come in she says oh good okay uh how did how'd it go how was story time yeah killed the necromancer you know normal day oh uh, self necromancy okay well uh yeah we don't have to worry about her throne back i think brie had the throne yeah brie had it on her back because i remember (laughs) 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 so you throw down this big like gnarled dark wooden thrown into the middle of the room and she's like okay that looks cursed as hell <laughs> yes i i'm still not certain whether we want to keep our hands on it um perhaps uh, you'll all excuse me for uh, 10 minutes <laughs> yeah you just hear like <sighs> like that oh, no. that evil breath sound <laughs> the light dims yeah the air gets it. five degrees colder we but brought this, it for uh, yuri we thought they could use uh, the rest as old bone. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if it's not going to kill us by sitting on it, I mean, it wouldn't, I mean, with all of us here, having a second chair wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> Everyone wouldn't have to sit on the floor. Oh, yeah. On that note, we also brought back her son. Oh. Oh, and four trees. Hmm. Oh, they're living, though. They're living trees. Yeah, you know, I'm really not into this magic thing. I'm getting a little tired of it. <laughs> uh, and she says, well, uh, I mean, that's up to you if they want to. They're, are they useful? Are they going to help us? Well, the sun, I don't know. The trees, I think, will leave as soon as uh, we get out of the forest. Well, food, we can eat the food that the mushrooms that grow. There's mushrooms that grow on them, and we can eat that. That sounds terrible. It's not bad. Ugh, it's like eating somebody's back hair. <laughs> what is what is wrong with <laughs> all All parts of people are good to eat. Uh, <laughs> you just hear Valen like gag a little bit from over near the throne. Well, I'm so picky either. She says, "So what about uh, our next steps? Did you get any chances to think that over on your stroll?" I believe we want to make friend with giant. Yes, yes. The chain legionnaire. I mean, I had a lot of fun with the first one, so I'd like to have more fun with the second one if the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> I think you'd find the uh, the, the storm giants a pretty a step above, so it'd be a good challenge for you, I think. Well, does that mean that your plan is to go into the Aetherlock? I think that's what the Chain Legionnaire is after, is down there. I want to hunt eel. Uh, if that helps us with that, uh, I believe that is planned for Bree. Well, I think maybe they'd be able to give us some information about what's down there before we go. They seem at least a little bit 
knowledgeable, or at least knowledgeable enough about it to send people into the Aetherlock. And I, I have to say that getting Jaren out of the picture would give me a, give me a bit of comfort going up against Lilia, knowing that she has at least one less backup. Then we aren't decided. We still do have the boon from Grump. We should be able to survive under the water for enough time to accomplish whatever it is uh, we're tasked with. Okay, well, that's a good step forward. We'll want to move quick once we're out of the forest. There's no telling if Lily is going to be hot on our heels for the rest of the time that we're here. I don't think she's just going to let us do the preparations that we want to do. I'm sure she'll be finding ways to interrupt us as we go. She was a little bit ignorant to us before, but now that she knows you're a threat, she's going to start treating you like she treats me. So don't expect too much rest once we're out of here. When are we When are we going to leave? Uh, well, now comes the next step, which is finding out how to leave. Valen, what does the throne do? <clears throat> Give me a moment. <laughs> uh, you're identifying the throne and the compass? The throne? Um, yeah, the compass as soon as someone hands it to me. Well, uh, Diglin, uh, the old uh, necromancer seemed to imply that the uh, compass would get us out. So maybe we don't even need to worry about that anymore. Oh, uh, very good. And she kind of holds it up and you see the, the compass on the inside. Ra- this round compass card from Bone and it's just been worn completely smooth. Like it looks like it used to have carvings in it, but those carvings have been worn down by daily use. In the center of it, there's like a thin glass plate and under it is the bones of a humanoid finger just hovering in the center, just sort of aimlessly moving back and forth with this slow-moving gray fog around it. It doesn't it's, have any directional uh, markings. It's creepy, and I don't know how it works, but maybe Valen can tell us. J- just a moment. Yeah, and then she tosses it at you, Valen. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, like, I'm, like, still concentrating on the throne. Uh, I've got my, like, my book open. Um, but yeah, I'll try to like really quickly cast uh, Mage Hand to catch it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can do Arcana. Ooh, that is a an eleven. An eleven? I'd say that's enough. She tossed it oh. towards you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh, the the Mage Hand catches the compass and sort of floats it next to me for a while, uh, I, f- I finish with the throne, um, and I just sort of let out a bit of like a concerned harumph and uh, start to work on the compass, which would take me another 10 minutes. <laughs> but once that's done, uh, I'll, I'll look up. Well, um, this is uh, quite the artifact. This, in fact, allows you to locate uh, an individual who is most earnestly seeking a targeted individual. So, uh, for example, um, Star, if, if I were to target you with this compass, it would point me in the direction of the individual most interested in locating you. Hmm, interesting. Do you want to, can you try it now? Um, I'm just curious who likes me. I, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I suppose it could have its functions at a party. Um, it it has a limited number of charges, and uh, oh. it, it, it can be recharged, but only by helping something lost find its way. And uh, charge-wise with this right now, Evan, three charges are used. Ooh, yeah. So it only has two remaining charges. Mm, I see. But I suppose, uh, correct. Does it have to be a person? Can it be anything? Um, 
it requires me to speak the true name of a creature. The true name of they who are being looked for, and they who are being looked for must be within 60 feet of me. So I could target one of you if I were to speak your true name, and I, again, I'm not a scholar on that topic, but I imagine I I know most of your true names, uh, unless you've been uh, hiding more secrets uh, from us, uh, looking at you, Benjamin. No, I only have the one secret name. The one secret name? Good. Um, (laughs) So if I targeted one of you, it would, theoretically, it would identify and point us towards whoever on this plane of existence is most seeking you. So if if you targeted me, do you think it would point at Lilia? Uh, Depends if her desire to find you is more powerful than, say, your mother's desire to find you, or more powerful than perhaps the the individuals that your parents were seeking to hide you from. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. I think I know who would be looking for me. And, like, I look at the window where I'm sure Dust is standing outside. Yeah, he's peering in, (laughs) very slowly sketching everybody. (laughs) Hey, ducks, when you look at him. (laughs) Yes, and I I believe our recent uh, visit has given me some information on who is most desperately seeking me. Well... So I could point us to Pralia. Well, we know that if we pointed at Diglin, we're probably going to get Lilia. That would most likely be true. Uh, yes. For about eight hours. But any, all, a lot of these people, though, aren't in the forest, right? So it would yeah. direct us out. Yes, that is yeah. what I'm imagining, yes. With, with the problem with trying to use Lilia as our means of escaping, if she has protected herself from the effects of scrying or divination, this compass would not work. Mm. So it might not be Lilia, that's... That the person is still probably outside the forest, whoever's going to be most Well, for them. the problem is, if it is Lilia, who most earnestly seeks Diglin, I believe the, the compass would not function. Am I understanding that not. correctly, Mike? Yes. Okay. Well, then it's very simple. Out of all of us, who knows the person who would most be looking for them right now? Who is not with us right now? And you hear outside, just like a muffled, you stupid piece of shit. God damn it. <laughs> You're an idiot. A stupid <laughs> goddamn idiot. Well, it's possible if Bezric's father is still alive, then perhaps he is outside of the forest and is still looking for him. Uh, I'm not good at this magic stuff, but it's very unclear to me how old these people actually are. Is uh, Bezric like 30 or like 2,000? Like, I really don't know. <laughs> we might need to ask him that question. Hmm. I think he... Didn't he say he was... They've been here for hundreds of years? Exactly my point. Yeah, but he looks... Pretty old, good, you know. pretty spry for a several hundred years old. All we need is uh, someone who is not in forest. Point at So point I, at I, me. I believe you, you believe that someone outside the forest is, is the most earnestly seeking after you. Well, I do not think Lilia wants to find me. She might want to find the rest of you. But she does not want to tangle with Bree. I think Gelra showed me that my my father's aide, uh, Bartok, is the one who is most desperately seeking me. And I, I, I don't believe he would be protected from scrying spells. Uh, not with both myself and Fomora gone from the court, though he could have replaced 
Femora as as the court mage. What I'm saying is, I, I I believe I could use the device on myself, and and it would point us to Prolia. Yeah, with that, Star's eyes go a little glossy, and then he's like, "Oh, I'd like to go back just for a little bit." Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm staying out of this decision. This stuff is is, is too much for me. Ex- exactly. Um. Well, when do we want to do this? I can have us ready to go pretty quick. How about we um, rest this evening first? There's no rush. We can make some dinner. We can eat some weird mushroom stew from the woods. I would certainly prefer to be fully rested before exiting the forest, um, particularly if, if you're correct and Lilia will be hot on our heels. There might be more creatures and people lost in the forest we could rescue before we go. Uh, I, I imagine that's almost certainly the case, but uh, I, I'm i not sure there would ever be an end to that task, Ben. It's a noble thought, Ben. But uh, if you get too wrapped up in trying to save anybody, everybody, you're not going to end up saving anybody. Because you're going to end up dead. Better to learn that quick. You're young. Get that beat into you now. It'll be easier down the road. Those who are strong will make their way out of the forest. And those who are not become part of it. This is nature. I guess. Nature sucks. Perhaps once we've dealt with Lilia, we could uh, swing back and... Try our hands at, at rescuing a few a few more. No, it's fine. We don't have to do it. And Ben is uh, experiencing a mood swing and is all moody teenager now. And he's hugging his knees. <laughs> Make a hormones check. <laughs> it would be good to have more time to uh, make use of our materials. So uh, a night here is not a bad idea. Yeah, I can have us ready to go for the morning. I will prepare a meal for the house. And I pat, pat a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Shair is in the corner. It seems like she had been reading some books before you came in. Uh, but she she's just been listening, sitting and listening. Who's seeking her out? That's what I want to know. I'm hungry. Yeah, me too, actually. I will make a gigantic feast for us all. No giant um, meat. Do we? Yeah, I don't... <laughs> Three steps out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat anything, Bream, like, as Star, like, follows follows around, like, don't eat, I'm never eating anything you cook for me. I don't trust you. Uh, and Diglin starts sort of gathering up these uh, wooden cards up off the ground. What, what do you want to, what did you want to do for the rest of the evening? As, as she's gathering those up, actually, could I uh, approach her? Sorry to bother you, um, Diglin, can, may I ask what those are? Uh, oh, yeah, it's just um, a method for me to keep notes. Uh, it's just a different type of writing I have to use when my, you know, I'm all tied up. Oh, okay. And and so you you record uh, new details on, on, on these cards. Yeah, it's a pretty porous bark. Uh, you can create indentations in it. So eventually with enough practice, you could, you know, see the pictures that I draw and the, the words that I inscribe. Fascinating. Um, very clever. Be good if anyone was spying on me too. Yes, I don't think anyone else would be able to make heads or tails of it. Uh, and sort of waves it around. She's like, but uh, I don't really have to worry about that. I think if uh, if Lily is protected, which I assume that she is, I'm pretty sure if you said my name into that compass, uh, nothing's going to come up. Perhaps Bridget might be looking for you. Well, again, I hope she knows better. Hmm. Well, let's let's get some dinner in us. Yeah, good idea. Um, so you sort of step back outside, Bree. I guess you're starting to prepare a feast. Um, the Wodes as well are sort of in a circle, all picking mushrooms off of each other's backs, uh, mm. getting it ready to go in a 
nasty back stew. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to salvage some of the giant's clothing, like its cloak, I guess, um, just as materials for, for Ben's request as well. Yeah, it's it's this really, really thick, like crazy. It, it's like a triple thick material, like something that would for, for you be extremely warm. Yeah, I'm taking like the, the raw materials, like strips of leather, a patch of fur and stuff. Yeah, that would be easier to to take. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about making like a little overcoat, a little a little cloak for Ben or something like that to keep him warm. Yeah, I, I think you would notice, too, that there are several different materials used. There is like a wool like material, which is sort of the undergarments be it below the the cuirass. And there's also under the shoulders of the cloak. You see a site that I think gives you like a weird twinge of dream memory. Mm -hmm. These big scales, big white scales yeah. under the shoulders of the cloak. Definitely. If they uh, if they flash something for me, I would I would uh, make sure to, to harvest those. Yeah. Weird yeah. Way. Weird way of phrasing <laughs> it. But um. <laughs> yeah, each scale is like about the size of the palm of your hand. OK, going to add these to my list of ongoing materials that uh, Bri has been collecting. Yeah, <laughs> there were five or five six big coins i think you got one each uh and the um the key i've got the storm key that's one big giant coin each i yeah i think yeah, valen is kind of the loot goblin <laughs> for the for the crew you must have all the magic items i mean i was also trying to pretty gather much. it's a, a femur to use as a potential club Cool. I would be mostly hanging on the side of the caravan, just like this large bone. But I'll spend some time crafting with that. Cool. I think I would um, go find uh, Yuri. Yeah, Yuri is out for dinner, kind of helping out, looking at uh, the whatever Bree is bringing over and shaking his head. And like as Bree is cooking is behind, probably with Star, looking at everybody and being like, no, no, like head and hands, <laughs> do not eat. Bezric said he'd eat anything we make. Yeah, Fezrik is is sitting there around, like looking at what everyone is bringing and just keeps like he's been following Star and Light around and just asking them all about like what they do to their day and day and stuff like that. Just driving them insane. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri, we've found um, quite a remarkable magical item that I wanted to discuss with you. I, I'm not entirely sure that we should attempt to bring it with us. I, I think it might belong right here in this forest for the till the end of time, but I didn't want to make that decision without consulting with you first. Oh, okay. Uh, what is it? It's some sort of necromantic throne. It seems to give its user the ability to escape death so long as they do not leave its seat. Ah, well, it sounds expensive as hell. We should definitely take that. Uh, is oh, that man, the... I can think of a whole bunch of old kings who would love that. Just get to sit in that all day, never die. People go nuts for this immortality thing. Curse or not, you know? Yeah, well, uh, immortality uh, never seems to end well. I, I don't believe most mortal creatures have the the minds to withstand that, that sort of longevity. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I totally get that. Uh, I think you're totally right. Surprisingly enough, it seems like most people who are seeking immortality, not long-term thinkers. It's it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I've known of quite a few powerful individuals who could accomplish quite a bit, never having to lift a finger. Yeah, and if we don't make an old mad king immortal, someone else is going to. So we might as well get paid for it. <laughs> I'm not entirely against uh, making use of this find, but um, I, I do worry about our role in providing these sorts of items to the highest bidder. Oh, you know what gets rid of that worry? A really expensive hot bath and meal. Makes it go right oh. away. It's crazy. Oh, oh yes. you, you see Valen's eyes, like, just, like, gloss over as he dreams of that. Hold the bath, but I'll take the meal. Yeah, yeah, you can stink it up when you're rich. It doesn't matter. You can pay people to tell them that you smell good and they'll have to I, do it. Not what I meant, but okay. Yeah, personally, I don't think, I don't know. People are going to do crazy things with whatever they find. Uh, you know, it's, it's, should we be worrying about the... I'm not going to worry about the galactic level aspects of selling a stupid chair to some stupid king, you know? This is great. I knew I made the right call with all of you. Yeah, <laughs> like Starlight goes for a high five. With yeah, you. high five. <laughs> yeah. I think over by the cabin, you see that uh, Ben has got a sword and he's practicing cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as Star spots that, he's like, oh, what, what, okay, okay, okay. And he gets, <laughs> gets up and starts to walk over and starts to point out the technique. <laughs> I'm doing it like you said. <laughs> no, I know, but, it, uh, you know, it's just, you got to be, maybe you should do cartwheels first without the sword. Well, but I'll, you said I'd never get better if I did it without the sword. <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm used to training to Baxi. You're a human. And it's just that we're naturally. I'm not, not human, not anymore. No, Ben, come on. That's not what I meant. Um, no, I I know. I know you didn't mean anything, but I'm just not human anymore, right? Like, I'm yeah. all magicked up and I'm turning into a bird. My hair fell out. And Ben, like, kind of opens up the bald spot and you see it's like short, downy feathers. Mm. It's like, well, you like, know, that's true. But uh, I think that what we should do is we should adapt your training to what is best for you. What's your best fit? You know? Okay. So, so no, what do you no think? No more cartwheels. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll cut down on the cartwheels. Uh, tell me, what have you noticed about uh, your your physical changes? Do you feel stronger? Uh, do you feel faster? Do you feel anything in particular? Well, when I change, I feel strong and and fast. Mm. But I'm also I get I'm getting like angry and sad and mm. like really happy too. Um, I think I'm getting stronger. I'm getting better at magic. That's true. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I think that maybe we should try to take advantage of the strength that you're gaining rather than the non-agility you have as a the, the thing that you are. Well, I can I can do cartwheels. Just I've never done it with a sword. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I, I just meant... And Ben, uh, he sticks the 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 blade in the ground and then he tries a uh, no leg cartwheel. <laughs> I got a seventeen an acrobatics check. <laughs> yeah, he does a very sloppy, but like like a a no hand cartwheel. Not no. Did I say yeah, no? You said no leg. No legs. Yeah, yeah you said no. Whoa! Let me see that. Yeah, well, it's actually pretty yeah. good. I got to say, it's not bad. Well, look, okay. Instead of the sword, let's work with the mace. You're nice and strong. You got the big, you know what I mean? You can really dent, you can really put some, put your weight behind it. And then you got the shield, which goes well with the mace. 
And then uh, maybe we can feed in a little bit of the tabaxi fun stuff along the way, you know? Okay. If you want to know how to swing mace, you should be training with Bree, not with Little Kitten. <laughs> oh, yeah, Little Kitten. Uh, what's the current score there, you big lizard? Uh, I believe the thief is up higher. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. That is a minute. <laughs> um, while they start to argue and maybe eventually duel, Shire just says, I would like it if you would use that compass on me. I know you're all quite suspicious of why I'm here, and I still cannot tell you why. I can tell you that I mean you no harm. My location that I'm seeking means you no harm. But I'm sure by the way you're describing it that this item would help me get where I'm trying to go. And just where is that? I cannot tell you, and it is killing me. It is in the forest. I think we should we should help you. Okay. Yeah, let's let's use it. Anything um we can do to help. And uh, I mean, if what we find is something that was lost and we are helping find its way, it's possible the charge might recharge itself yeah she is she looks extremely hopeful she's like her she's just beaming just eyes wide looking at everybody is it something that will try to does eat this us? have no no as i said the destination itself is not dangerous to you at all i can't promise that there won't be anything dangerous in the forest between here and there but this has to do with the man who is chasing you yes it does okay i mean we're we're heroes this is what we do <laughs> i pull out the compass Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we going to do it tomorrow? I still want to. I still want to chill out tonight. I mean, come on. I just, I, I stabbed the weird necromancer earlier. I'm still, I'm still getting over that. It's only got to be like midday, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a little after midday Can now. We get a short rest in there. Yeah, you could definitely have a short rest over like the meal prep and and all that. You, because you left pretty well first thing in the morning to go to Fezrix. I mean, you were pretty efficient in upturning his entire life in a couple of hours and then coming back, so... Okay, but if, when I have to save every single one of you, you have to do something nice for me in return. What if I save you? You heard me the first time. <laughs> no snappy comebacks. So I take the compass and I look at Shair and uh, say... In order for this to work, I must speak your true name. Uh, I have been honest with you with that much. Shire is my real name. Yes. Okay. Um, well, here goes. Shire. <laughs> I am holding the compass out towards her. So then you see uh, her shadow and the finger both spin completely around in a circle. And then her shadow returns to normal and the finger points decisively into the forest with this gray fog swirling around it rapidly. We have a direction. Hello, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. Who boy, you must be bummed, because now you got to wait all the way until next week to hear our weird voices again. As a soft alternative, though, you could always message us on Twitter or head over to our Discord. And then you can hang out with us basically all week because we don't do nothing. So hit us up at our Twitter, at Wonder and Blunder, and over to our Discord, which you can find a link to at our Twitter. And if you want to go real buck wild, we have a special Discord just for our patrons. So you can head over to patreon.com slash wonderandblunder and see all the perks that lie there within, which we are super timely at delivering. And that is sarcasm 
We're gonna get better, I promise. But while we work on our organizational issues in our own time, I will say, as always, keep being the best. We love you very much, and we'll see you next week. No, goodbye.